You guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McEady. And Kelly Williams. And before we get into anything, obviously, we're going to start by talking about pop culture. And that's actually the thing that we are going to be talking about before we talk about it. (laughs) It'll all make sense in a minute. So we were talking about the idea of, like, expanding our content and, like, I don't know, finding ways to make it, like, basically to give you guys more episodes to listen to. And... We know that you guys either, people are very polarized by our pop culture discussions. They either are really, really into it. There are some people that will comment and say like, I only want this. I wish this was a full show. I get bored with the blinds. Like I'm not into blind items. And then there are the other people that say like, I only want, we only want you to read blind items. There's, I don't want to hear your thoughts about the fucking Barbie movie. Just read blind items and that's it. So we figured a way to make everybody happy and also expand our content out a little bit more is to make those like full separate episodes our 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 pop culture thoughts discussions of the week things we're listening to movies we've seen books we're reading whatever you want to call it um to have like full spaced out actual conversations about it yeah I'm super excited I think Troy and I both really love the pop culture section It's definitely one of my favorite parts of the episode. So what we're planning is Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, a pop culture episode will be released. And then same time for, you know, the public episodes we've always done will still come out Wednesday night, Thursday morning. And then we will still also have a Patreon episode on Saturday. So if you don't get sick of us, you'll have three opportunities to listen. And we're also going to be hopefully adding some video clips, not full episodes, but um, someone I worked with at AFV wanted to help us get some some viral videos up on TikTok. So hopefully people <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, because we usually try and like, I mean, as you guys know, we'll try and like cram the pop culture conversation at the beginning of our public episodes. And it'll be cool to just like, I don't know, to have like full conversations and not feel rushed through talking about that stuff. Because, I mean, I I also, that's my favorite part of recording the episodes, I'll be honest. Like, I love just talking about, like, stuff that came out this week or, like, you know, movies that I've seen or whatever. I love doing that. And the people who love it really love it. But the people who hate it really do despise it. So we all win this way. So I'm really excited for it. <laughs> Me too. I'm also really excited to hear about your time at the Renaissance Tour, Troy. So I saw Beyonce this weekend. I don't, honestly, I've been trying to think about how to even put it into words. So I went with um, my friend Zach, who you guys all know, and his husband Alistair. And um, we got our tickets, like, a, we got our tickets, I think, like, the week that they went on sale. And we were able to get a really good deal on floor seats. Oh. So we weren't in Club Renaissance because dad needs a seat. Father needs a chair, and I'm not trying to fucking stand in a pit. I'm not 21 anymore. Um, I was like, I just need, I need the reassurance that there will be a chair when I, when I need one, if the time comes. <laughs> so we were on the floor, like right outside Club Renaissance. We were right up against, like pretty much up against the stage with a really good view. And Beyonce was, it was the best show that I've ever seen live, which is saying a lot. Like. Above, I don't want to name names, but of all the other pop girls that I've seen, 
it really was the absolute most incredible show I've ever seen. All of us cried at different times. I looked over at one point and Zach was crying so hard that he was literally like holding his stomach. He was like <laughs> crying from his gut. Like it was just really powerful and emotional and everybody in our little like, I feel like you make friends with the people around you at a concert and the people around us were so cool. Just like all these cool ladies. And it was just, it was fun. It was absolutely incredible. Leaving the venue was a horrendous Hunger Games fucking battle royale nightmare. But the concert was amazing. What is it with leaving concerts? Because I don't think anyone ever has a good experience leaving a fucking concert. (laughs) I was thinking about that. I was thinking that they need to like implement some kind of way for 70,000 people. Because I was thinking like if there was a fire in here right now, we would all 70,000 people would die. Like we were all crowding through one gym door to get out of this place at Soldier Field. And it took us, I would say it took us about two hours to actually leave the venue between like looking for an Uber and walking around and taking breaks to lay in the grass and girls walking around with no shoes, (laughs) crying, like everybody was just walking through the streets, 70,000 people just like aimlessly walking through the streets with no shoes. And we, it also rained. So like. We were all soaking wet. Everything was mud. It was crazy. It was fucking nuts trying to leave. But it was so worth it. It was just like, she was absolutely incredible. Can I ask what part you cried at, if you remember? Or do you not want to expose yourself? (laughs) No, I'll tell you. Um, I cried at the opening. So one of the controversies, there was like a, a, a white twink on TikTok who got dragged for um, his review of the Beyonce concert. And he brought up that she doesn't have an opener and how annoying it is that she doesn't have one. Um, But Beyonce was her own opener at her show, which I thought was very interesting. So she basically did a separate show at the beginning. And then she went back and came out as like the Renaissance tour. But the beginning was this like really scaled down, intimate, like, It was just her sitting in a beautiful dress, like, singing her fucking ass off. So she's saying, like, one plus one and, like, dangerously in love, like, like her chill songs and her deep cuts. And it was just really emotional. And it felt like it was just for fans. It was, like, just to be, like, thank you for coming to my show. And I know that you've been listening to me for 25 years. Um, That was my favorite. Like, it was just so intimate. It was like a House of Blues moment with Beyonce I prefer that so much more than an opener are you kidding are you kidding me like and people were complaining about that that she didn't have who do you who who's who do you want to thrill w who do you want there it's Beyonce like she's opening her own show how could you complain but yeah it was great it was it was amazing if you have the opportunity to see Beyonce go do it it's worth it now I also know that you went to watch what happens live was it last night? Yesterday, yeah, yesterday. Okay. So every detail intricately. I can't say who the guests were because it's going to be out next Sunday. Um, but it's mm-hmm. two housewives, one that Troy loves deeply, and mm-hmm. it was cool. I actually met a listener, Shannon. What's up, Shannon? If you're listening, I met her in line. But 
over the years with Laguna Beach, I've become friends with Jemmy, who was on Real World New Orleans and the challenge and everything. So I went with her and we had so much fun. She knows the person who does social media for Watch What Happens Live. So mm, okay. he brought us like backstage. We got to see the set before everyone came in. A really small crowd, maybe like 20 to 30 people, if that. Really mm. tiny. Um, and I saw someone walking out of my peripheral and it was Andy Cohen, but I just turned my head. I was like, Hey, how are you? I don't know why I said that. And he was like, Hey, and just kept walking. And like, <laughs> Jemmy and I were sitting near the step and repeat where they all take their photos with the watch what happens live sign. And Andy was there like signing books and he kind of kept looking at us. He, and in my head, of course, I'm like, he's listened to the episode. He knows what I've said about him. <laughs> that would have been my biggest fear. Yeah. And we made eye contact a few times. And I was like, I've never said a bad thing about you, Andy, I swear. But it was just, it was so cool. And it was filmed really quickly. I think I've gone to some talk shows where it's like almost two hours you're sitting there. This one, you're mm-hmm. out in like an hour and maybe 15 minutes, not even. You get to have two drinks before you go into the studio. It's really small, really intimate. Andy does a Q&A before. Um, I don't know if he was like the nicest with his answers, but I feel like that's on brand for Andy Cohen. Um, But yeah, it was great. It was so cool. And it was so quick. Like they didn't do any retakes, which I was kind of expecting, even though I know it's like a live show. I was expecting that. It's very like wham bam. Yeah. Just really quick to the point. Next question. Like they talked a little bit. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, um, I guess Ramona said something bad about one of the new New York girls. And I guess I kind of gave away who a guest is anyway. <laughs> but Andy was like, well, I have receipts too. And he didn't like talk about the receipts he had. They just went on to the next thing. And I was like, no, 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 go back. It's a very well-oiled machine. Like you can tell that like they just go, they go in and they know what they're doing and they film that show so quick. And it's like, it doesn't feel like rushed, but everything is just so like bam, 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 bam. Then we do this, we do that, then we do this, do that. Ask the question, da da da. Like it's just very like well oiled. Yeah, I I don't know how to get tickets. I wish I could help people, but it was an incredible experience. If anyone ever says, you know, do you want to go to watch what happens live? Highly recommend it. That's so fun. Did they they film it in the day, right? Yeah, we had to be there at two thirty. Okay. That's always so weird to me, like, because it it gives the illusion that it's happening at, like, one in the morning. I know that that's, like, the vibe, obviously, but I always forget that they film it, like, in the middle of the afternoon. So those people are all just, like, wasted at, like, noon. For sure. <laughs> and I thought it was so interesting. There were actually, like, paparazzi outside the doors waiting for people to leave. And I was just shocked yeah. by that. I guess in my head, like, Real Housewives, I thought it was going to be below deck people because I thought it was going to be Monday. Um, but even like if Asia was there, or Daisy, like you don't expect to see paparazzi pictures of them, in my, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Well, for sure. But, well, you well, you did say it was Housewives. I won't say who it was because you did tell me. But Housewives, they will call. Oh, <laughs> so. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they call and then they, you know, want the picture up on Instagram, like, so people know yeah but it was cool like seeing their teams do pictures on the step and repeat and like they're like no this angle that angle I'm like ooh, I'm like it's so cool to see this that is so fun that's so fun that you got to go 
yeah, it was really cool. It was such a cool thing to be able to experience. Um, something that's not cool that a lot of people have DM'd us about is Tori Kelly. Um, this on TMZ, it was said that she was rushed to the hospital after collapsing and doctors have found like blood clots. The situation is apparently really si- serious. She's passed in and out. She was out for a while is the quote. And she's been in and out of consciousness since last night. There's hasn't been an update that I've seen, but Tori Kelly, I mean, she was getting ready to have a big comeback and I'm always just rooting for her. Yeah, I was reading, I think it said on the Daily Mail or Huffington Post, or like one of the articles that like when she passed out, her friend was like concerned about which hot, like they, they basically like waited to take her to the hospital because they wanted to take her to a better hospital. Like they wanted her to go to um, Cedar sinai or like they either took her to one hospital and took her to another one. There was like a long lapse in time where like she wasn't getting help. And like, that's really scary. For sure. But I also get, you know, them being like, well, we wanted to go to like the best hospital possible. It's just crazy. And that's like really, I mean, blood clots is like not a joke. You know, it's like really scary. And she's so young. Yeah, she's so young. It's always so weird when you hear like young people have issues like that. But it's just sad. Yeah, always rooting for you, Tori, over on Beyond the Blinds. There's always a space for you here. I also feel like I have to talk about, I saw the Barbie movie. I'm seeing it Friday. I can't wait. It was, like, I already had really high expectations for the Barbie movie. And it exceeded all my expectations, like, times 20. Like, I don't think I've smiled or laughed that much in a movie in a really long time. It was so, like, from the minute it started, I was, like, we were all just, like, smiling, like, Cheshire Cat smiling ear to ear. I was, like, I am so fucking happy right now. It was so funny. It was so smart and so well acted. The attention to detail was just, like, oh, my God. Ryan and Margot are, like, there's even, like, in-jokes in the movie about how, like, She's so perfect to play Margot Robbie, so perfect to play Barbie. It was just, and Ryan honestly stole the show. Like, he's, he is a force. Like, I honestly think that he should be nominated. It was, like, really, really, really good. You're going to love it. I've heard, like, Oscar rumblings about Ryan, which is insane. Especially coming from everything he's done. But this is, like, the one. Because he really got to, like, lean into, like, the stuff that he tries to, like, ignore. Like, his his Canadian pop boy roots. You know what I mean? Like, he was full, full camp. It was, like, he was so... He was just so funny. Like, they both were incredible. And there's so many people in it. But, like, none of them get outshined. Like, they all are, like, killing it. So, if you haven't seen the Barbie movie, go see it. And also, any person who goes and sees that movie and is like viscerally upset about it you really need to get a fucking life like you really need to (laughs) look into a mirror and like talk to yourself are you kidding touch grass I'm obsessed with the interviews like I'm a big America Ferreira girl so seeing her like just shining in every interview and her and um Issa Rae going back and forth is hysterical those two I hope they're in like a buddy buddy romantic comedy type of situation because I just want to see a movie with those two. 
Yeah, I didn't know that America Ferrera would have such a big role in the movie, but she was so good. And Issa Rae was also like one of my favorites. Like she really had some like some of the best lines. I will say to me, nobody's talking about it, but the person who actually stole the show was Michael Sarah. He was literally like he made me uncomfortably laugh in public. I was like, I cannot fucking every movie that he's done has led up to him playing Alan the doll. Like it was fucking incredible. So yes, go see go see the Barbie movie. One of my favorite things was I was out Friday night with some friends and everyone's in pink because everyone was going to see the movie. And just on the streets of Brooklyn, people walking by going, Hi Barbie. And they like, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is what this movie's about, like bringing people together in a beautiful way. No, it's true. Like everybody was just so happy leaving. And yeah, I, I saw it um, in Chicago because I'm still here and everybody on the street was wearing pink. Like everybody was just so happy and you could hear everybody in the street talking about the movie, like their favorite parts. And like, I don't know, it just really sparked something like really positive, I think, in people. Well, in insane people, <laughs> people that have common sense. Another thing that's sparking a lot of controversy is good old Jason Aldean. <laughs> Fucking Jason Aldean. Um, if you guys aren't aware of the controversy, I'm sure you are. But he came up with a song that's called Try That in a Small Town. And basically what's happening, I like to call it the Morgan Wallen effect. This man has been famous for how long? Since at least like, I would say 2010. He's been putting out music at least since then. He's never had a number one hit until this song so the way people are reacting about this i have disliked jason aldean for years at this point i mean he's anti-black lives matter he was anti-vax he supported the insurrection he's homophobic transphobic i could keep going but Mm -hmm. the fact that people love to just stand up for these mediocre country singers who are clearly stoking some kind of fire right he filmed this music video in front of the maury county courthouse in columbia tennessee there are plenty of courthouses that he could have went to but he went to the one that was the site in 1946 a columbia race riot was there and in 1927 there was a mob lynching of an 18 year old black teenager named henry choate that says all you need to know They've also, Brittany Aldine, fucking menace to society. Nashville calls her insurrection Barbie, which is very silly. She's posted, you know, people should be more, or men should be more like Jason Aldine, less like Sam Smith. But people want to say they're not homophobic. They're just transphobic, trying to save their kids and protect their kids from trans people. But you know, they're the same people who put their kids in shirts that say Hiden from Biden and then say, you know, they're just kids. They don't know what shirts means, but they were also up in arms about boys wearing rainbow short shirts from Target. Make up your fucking mind. Sorry, I'm so mad. <laughs> well, no, it's like it's absolutely absurd. And to me, the thing that's so frustrating about it is like I feel like as a like as a society, we fell into the trap of making the song number one. I hate that this that we did exactly what he was hoping we would do, mm-hmm. which has caused so much controversy on this song that it's now successful. That's so fucking annoying. The discourse that I've seen around this song is so it's like this is the thing that's so frustrating to me. 
just like say that you're racist. Like if you're going to be racist, just lean into it and don't like try and double entendre it or like be coy. Just like be a racist cunt. And if you like this song because it feeds the like racist shit that is inside you, just say it. Don't like go on Reddit and have a bunch of like, you know, long drawn out conversations and be fighting people in comments and trying to defend that you aren't racist if you are. Just say it. You know what I mean? Like we all know why you like the song. If you're commenting on this fucking song and leaving American American flags and shit on it, we know what you're trying to say. You're not like, it's not tongue in cheek. Like you're not being cute. It's like that shit drives me fucking insane. And I love when you bring it up to someone and they're like, well, you're being woke, right? Like you just, you care. We're against cancel culture. You can't cancel Jason Aldean. But if you bring up the Dixie chicks, they lose their fucking mind. Yeah. Still 20 fucking years later. I do have to give a shout out to Jordan Cray, who is on TikTok. He has been in the trenches in his comments and He's done a really great job covering all the shit that the Aldeans have done over the years. And yeah, it's just, and I like country music. I like the, you know, the singers and everything. I'm a big (laughs) Miranda Lambert fan, even though she's crazy. I love her music, Marin Morris. I think Mm. the women singers in country music are like so much better than these fucking men who get one good song or one controversial song and get number one. It's just like, it's, it's, God, it's so frustrating. I was actually just watching, um, I was watching this YouTube video about this R&B singer, K. Michelle. And K. Michelle is one of my all-time favorite people from Love and Hip Hop, but also just like is so talented. And she actually like went to, in school, she studied yodeling and like she's from Tennessee. So like she's a country singer and she's an incredible yodeler. Like, she's really good at it. And she's been wanting to release a country album for, like, seven years. But, and she's so successful. But she can't convince her label or the people around her to allow her to release a country album simply because she's Black. And it's just so funny the way country music has been, like, appropriated. And, like, the way white people will take something because there's so little, like, white culture that white people will just take things and be like, no, it's mine. No, I just want it. Like, you don't just get to take country and make it some Christian fucking mud on my tire shit just because, like, you know what I mean? That's not even what country is based in. Mm-hmm. Like, what makes you think that you just, like, own this entire music genre and you can turn it into this, like, racist, like, I don't know. I could go on for, I could literally go on about this for hours. And I know that we have a show to do, but it's just so frustrating. And also the one, the last thing that I will say that's so fucking annoying is the people that they, I've been seeing like a bunch of like TikTokers be asked um, to talk about this on the internet. Like TMZ interviewed like this TikToker, these like white gay twinks. Do you really think anybody gives a fuck about what some 20 something year old white twink thinks about this topic are you kidding me that's who you chose to talk like what oh god it just it makes me want to dive off of a balcony i do want to just read his statement back because he did put out a statement about it 
In the past 24 hours, I've been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song, a song that's been out since May, and was subject to the comparison that I was not too pleased with the nationwide Black Lives Matter protest. These references are only are not only meritless, but dangerous. There's not a single lyric in this song that references race or points to it, and there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage, and while I try and respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music, this one goes too far. As so many have pointed out, I was present at Route 91 where so many lost their lives and our community recently suffered another heartbreaking tragedy. No one, including me, wants to continue to see senseless headlines or families ripped apart. Try That in a Small Town for Me refers to the feeling of community that I had growing up where we took care of our neighbors regardless of differences of background or belief because they were our neighbors and that was above any difference. My political views have never been something I've hidden from, and I know that a lot of us in this country don't agree on how we get back to a sense of normalcy where we go at least a day without a headline that keeps us up at night. But the desire for it, too, that's what the song is about. See, this is like what's frustrating. First of all, we all know that his inbred ass didn't write that fucking no, he didn't he didn't he doesn't know what half of those words means. So let's just be honest. He also Secondly, didn't write the song. He didn't? No. There were three other songwriters that wrote it. Jason Aldean doesn't write his own music. <laughs> like, my nails are growing rapidly. Like, I feel like I'm turning into a witch. Um, That's what I'm talking about. Like, you can honestly save your, like, four-page letter and just admit to the fact that you did intentionally release a racist song. It's the gaslighting for me. No, this song is about old, good American values. And how do we get back to that place of love? Like, shut the fuck up. Like, like you really are, like, pissing on top of people's heads and telling them that it's raining. Just stop. Like, that drives me insane. I hate that. And I don't know if it's because I was in Nashville at the time, so I did know about all of his anti-Black Lives Matter posts. So that statement alone is false. Like, he openly disagreed with it. Just say it. You know what I mean? I have, it's so weird. Like, I have, obviously, I have no respect for anybody who's racist. But I have more respect for somebody who just is open, is honest about how they feel. Just say how you feel. Go out, and instead of releasing some long publicist-written thing about how we all misinterpreted what you said, just literally get on Instagram Live and be like, I meant it. I meant every fucking word of it. This is where I stand. This is how I feel. If you're with me, you're with me. And if you're not, you're not. But don't like get, don't try and gaslight people into thinking that they're crazy because millions of people are picking up on the same racist under, I wouldn't even call them undertones in your song. Right. You're calling everybody crazy. Like, because they're, they're interpreting the lyrics correctly of your song that you released. We're crazy. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's so frustrating. We got to move on. I'm going to, I'm literally, I'm going to throw my computer off the window. Let's move on to Britney's new song, Troy. Oh, yes. And hanging out with Lance Bass. Mm, Britney's new song. Oh, thank you, Will. I am. Oh, thank you so much, Will. <laughs> Just what we needed. <laughs> A Will I Am produced bonus track from Britney Jean, her worst album that she didn't even sing on. Oh, how joyous will I am. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. 
I really honestly don't even know what to say. I rebuke this song. Um, I didn't post about it. I didn't acknowledge it. To me, this is like such a joke. And this is so self-serving. I know a lot of people didn't agree with me the past few months, the past year, I've been saying, I think that there's way too much money to be made when it comes to Britney Spears. There are a lot of people around her that understand that there are literally billions of dollars that could possibly still be made off of this woman. She's one of the only artists right now who you can guarantee no matter anything she releases, whether it's a song or a book or what if she decided to go on tour, people would make a lot of money and it would sell, right? So like, I think that we are foolish to think that they're not going to take advantage of the fact that they can just kind of do whatever they want. And somebody like Will I Am, who nobody is checking for, nobody wants to, no, who's working with Will I Am right now? Apple B app and Taboo. What artist is calling Will I Am and saying, please, I really want to do a full a moment with you. Nobody. So what does he do? Releases a song that he recorded however 10 years ago. Terrible fucking song. This song is horrible. Horrible. It's just frustrating. And I and I already feel like she's so like her voice is so easily manipulated and like she already has these like conspiracies of people like Maya Marie singing songs on her albums like it's easy to release a Britney Spears song without her having any involvement in it. It's like really easy. And for a bunch of people to make money off of it that don't necessarily deserve it. I just think it's a joke. Before we get into Bruce, um, I did want to, I have a theory and I want to know your opinion on it. I think mm. NSYNC might be getting back together. I know it sounds crazy. So, okay. I don't think that sounds crazy keep going so lance bass obviously is always posting about in sync recently he's been doing something like i don't think i know this song and he's been singing in sync songs and being like no i know the words to this one and this one and that jc is kind of making his weird meow mix comeback he's doing his thing and someone pointed out in the back of the commercial or on the commercial in the background there's a plane like the millennium music video and that of course goes back to like lou perlman all of that so mm-hmm. <laughs> the trailer for Trolls 3 came out and Justin is singing Tearing Up My Heart in Trolls 3. I think something's coming. I remember who I was talking to about this. It may have even been Zach when we were in, when we were going to Beyonce. But uh, people think that, like that's like a, a murmuring on the internet that NSYNC is getting back together and... It would be really smart for all of them. Like, nobody wants solo Justin music. Mm-hmm. You know, JC. I mean, I don't know how I don't know how well Mount Mix is paying. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like if they want to make a bunch of money, people would go to. I mean, I would go to an NSYNC concert. Like, people would go. If there was ever an NSYNC Backstreet Boys concert, pay a lot of money to go to it. I pay a lot of money to go. I think that they they have to know that. For sure. That's why AJ McLean every few years is like, what do you think of a Spice Girl Backstreet Boy tour? What do you think of an Insane Backstreet Boys tour? 
Because there's so much money to be made. Like, they're sitting on so much money. And it's easy money, too, really, when you think about it. It's not like they have to release music. They don't have, you know, they can just go on stage and sing the songs that they have written and make a shit ton. For sure. I would be very supportive. I think that they should do that, honestly. And I don't say that very often about Justin. And you made such a good point. No one wants to see Justin solo anymore. And he knows that. He knows. He knows. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, especially with this Britney book coming out, you better get back in NSYNC. <laughs> I get back in NSYNC, sir. So the last thing I have to say, I watched this movie, Carrie Mulligan's in it. It's called She Said. And it's all about the Harvey Weinstein and like the article that came out. Mm. Ashley Judd's actually in it and plays herself. It is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. It reminded me a lot of Spotlight, which is one of my favorite movies, but it's called She Said. I believe it's on HBO Max, and it's so good. I think all of our listeners would love it. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't think that I ever ended up watching that, but I remember it being a really big deal that, like, Ashley's, like, playing herself. Like, that's, like, really cool. For sure. And I like to be, like, reminded of how much I love Carrie Mulligan, <laughs> and this is a reminder. Yes. And how much we hate Harvey Weinstein. Exactly. But yeah, overall, a great movie. And it shows how many times Harvey like actually stopped articles, but couldn't stop this one. Interesting. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Maybe I'll eat an edible and watch that tonight in Spiral. I watched it on an edible and like lost my mind. So it's really good. (laughs) Okay. So now the man of the hour, Mr. Bruce Willis. You guys really responded to the idea of doing a Bruce Willis episode. And I thought, instead of waiting, let's just fucking go for it. I will say, so I pulled the blinds for this episode. And I didn't pull blinds about the kids. Because, like, they have so many. And, they like, Rumor can easily have her own show. Like, the, the girls deserve their own moment, I think. After having uh, fucking Ashton Kutcher as their father for a little while. They deserve a full conversation. <laughs> Yeah. What are your thoughts on Bruce? I mean, my thoughts for him, and just so you guys know, we know this was supposed to be the Patreon voted public episode. Um, Kiki won the vote, but her blind items, she didn't have nearly enough. Um, yeah. And I know on our Patreon episode, we did ask what you thought of us doing Bruce and everyone said do it. So that's why this is public, just so our Patreon listeners know. But my Bruce thoughts, I feel like he's just someone, I think I said it with Tom Hanks too, just someone who's always been in my life somehow. I can't remember a moment of not knowing who Bruce Willis is. Um, And I got in a fight with Scout Willis at an Aaron Carter concert once. So that's like my one degree separation from Bruce Willis. (laughs) And I've heard like good things about him, at least in his work life. I did tell Troy before this, I haven't read Demi's book. So I'm not sure about like personal stuff, but he's always just been like a blockbuster guy. When I think action hero, I think Bruce Willis. I know some people say Tom Cruise, but like Bruce Willis to me is the action star that I, the first one I would think of. Yeah, Bruce is like hands, well, I don't know if I would say he's hands down my favorite, but like, I just think he's such a good action star. And the thing that I love, I've always loved about Bruce is like, he's so versatile. Like he he really is like, he's an actor's actor. Like he really He's a, a just an incredible actor. I've always enjoyed Bruce. Finding out that Bruce was like suffering with dementia and like reading about 
just like how difficult it was for him on set and like I don't know how how mean the director was to him and I don't know it just makes me really sad um but I've always been a Bruce fan like Die Hard was like one of our family Christmas movies every year I always watch Die Hard I don't I don't even remember the last time a Christmas went by where I didn't at least watch one Die Hard movie <laughs> and I don't know I just and he also I think that the um that the sixth sense is like one of the greatest horror movies of all time and like his performance in it is so incredible Pulp fiction i mean i could just go on for a million years bruce is so iconic also such a fucking style icon like bruce does not get enough credit for in the 90s having the the most like impeccable like chic just simple 90s like calvin klein style i just think i don't know i love bruce and I'm I just it makes me sad that we're not ever going to really have like another it's weird to think that there won't ever be like another big Bruce Willis movie or like even seeing him as like a like sometimes Bruce will do like a stunt cast moment and like just show up in a movie and like that's not going to happen anymore for sure and I I did you watch the Randall Emmett doc on Hulu mm-hmm. I hated how Randall treated him and yeah. like Bruce Willis deserves better than the movies that he's had in the last few years for mm-hmm. sure. And I do hope that people can remember, obviously Die Hard's so iconic. He's been in so many iconic films, but I just, I hope that people remember that and not just remember his kind of like throwaway movies, I'll call them. Yeah. Cause he's had a really long time now of just like these terrible action movies that have like, a, a Microsoft Word cover for the poster. Like, it's just really, ben- it's it's beneath him. And it's like the kind of movies that you look at somebody and think like, wow, they must have needed like a cash grab. Like he needed money and did this like straight to DVD, straight to like streaming movie. But rooting for Bruce, like always rooting for Bruce Willis. All of those were opinions and everything from here on out is alleged. So we started in 1998 because Bruce Willis has literally always been famous. I think that's maybe as far back as we've ever gone, aside from like Will and Jada. But yeah, our first blind is from 98. It's from the New York Post. Suddenly everybody is talking about Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. And maybe they're canoodling. Maybe they are canoodling. I love it. (laughs) But have you heard the much hotter story about Brad and that slightly older gorgeous movie star? She's married, though this long union is hanging on by a thread. If you believe the gossip, her hubby is famous, though. Or at least he makes tough guy movies. The lady is unhappy, and Brad, so we hear, has made her feel a lot better about herself. So this is alleging that Demi cheated on Bruce with Brad Pitt in 98. (laughs) Wow. This blind is from Movie Line? Mr. Box Office is on a roll with his latest string of hits. Unfortunately, the success has turned this usually cool guy into a hothead. On the set of his new film, he's been throwing tantrums and telling his director where to shoot and what angle to use. Everyone's afraid to tell the jerk that not only are his ideas lousy, but his acting's getting sloppy too. And that says it could be either Harrison Ford or Bruce Willis. And you know what? I'm going to say it's Harrison Ford. (laughs) Yeah, because Harrison is such an asshole. (laughs) So let me jump to 2001. This is from Star Magazine. 
It's been a very rough year for this aging Hollywood heartthrob, both personally and professionally. His personal life is in tatters and his new career isn't what it used to be. He's extremely depressed and to get through these tough times is relying on high-priced call girls to cheer him up. He's hiring up to three girls a night and at $500 an hour is spending a fortune in the process. The working girls are thrilled because most nights he's way too depressed to perform. And all he ends up doing is talking to them about his problems. Um, the one thing that I will say, I remember reading about Bruce. When I was in high school, I was obsessed with Jenna Jameson's book, How to Make Love Like a Porn Star. Like, it really was my personality, like, at a time when it was probably inappropriate. And she had all these really interesting, like, little stories about celebrities and people that she hooked up with. And she said that, like, Bruce would always come to her strip club and she would give him really long lap dances. He would come like regularly, Lily. He was obsessed with Jenna Jameson. And he was super nice. And she only had positive things to say about him. But he loves the girls. Like, Bruce loves the girls. <laughs> he loves to pay the girls. He loves to have evenings with the girls. At least he's paying. Exactly. And now this blind is also from Movie Line. She's a sexy thing on the big screen, all right, but off screen, she's way more complicated and wild. Just ask her brawny boyfriend, who's finding it hard to keep up with her insatiable desire for doing the wild thing in dangerous public places. It's already legendary how she and an aging, insecure superstar were caught on camera having sex in the dressing room of one of New York's fanciest clothing stores a couple of years ago. But more recently, she's been known to get it on with her stud in such locales as a movie palace on Hollywood Boulevard, her boyfriend's convertible parked one night along the Pacific Coast Highway, in the parking lot of a red-hot Beverly Hills restaurant. Is she secretly hoping her father will catch her and give her the parenting she never got? Flagrant public displays of affection are one thing, but get around Rome, will ya? So that's Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis and Steven Tyler catching a stray for being a horrible father. (laughs) (laughs) So now in 2002, and this is another movie line blind. On big and small screens, this hunky funny actor is one straight up heartbreaker. Off screen, he may be even an even bigger heartbreaker, or so some women who have shared his life would say. Or at least his bed. Whether he's carousing and charming his way through swanky or low-down bars in Manhattan, Vegas, and Paris, he is famed for buying rounds for everyone in the house. But maybe he'd be better off spending his bucks to buy off some of his ex-playmates, who go around blabbing that when it comes to the horizontal tango, this guy, how do we put this delicately, explodes way too fast to actually get the job done to everyone's satisfaction. That is a blind item about Bruce Willis ejaculating quickly. A good time to remind people, we do not write blind items. Right. We're now in 2003, and this is from The Globe. This divorced hero went berserk when he discovered a director was putting the moves on his years younger, sexy new girlfriend. Seems the gal, an actress, was fed up with the guy placing his hands all over her hot body and rubbing up against her while they were shooting a movie together in Central America and made a late night phone call to her honey letting him know. Mr. Macho immediately flew to the set of her flick, cornered the director, then put his hands on his throat and set him straight. Quote, 
If you ever touch her again, I'll be back down here and kick your ass. And you do not want that to happen. So the movie hero being Bruce, the girlfriend being Brooke Burns, the director being Joel Silverman, the movie being Death to the Supermodels, and the country is Costa Rica. I see nothing wrong with that blind item. (laughs) (laughs) This is from the New York Post. Which action hero left Pangea at 3 a.m. and called a leggy lovely he met earlier that evening, apparently forgetting that he's engaged? He partook in some heavy carnal action on a friend's couch before riding off into the sunset. Again, I know that this is like, we say this all the time, but like, I would imagine Demi Moore being married to Bruce Willis. I'm actually listening to me's, to Demi's book right now, and I haven't gotten to the Bruce stuff yet, but Demi Moore isn't an idiot. Yeah. And I just, I Googled like when they divorced and that was in 98, but they've remained such great friends and such great like co-parents as a child of divorce. It's like really cool to see them walking the red carpet when they would, even with Ashton, like, I thought that was so cool. I did too. And I, at the time of Demi writing her book, her daughters weren't speaking to her. And if anybody hasn't read the book, it's like, it's very interesting. It's like, I don't know, for a celebrity memoir, it's really, really um, vulnerable. Like it's more vulnerable than I even expected. And for her to have started her book during a time when her kids weren't even talking to her, I think is like, tells you everything you need to know. I just think Demi Moore is so cool. And I know that book made everyone realize like, hey, Ashton Kutcher isn't this funny, fun guy. Mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> this blind item is from The Globe. This divorced movie hunk just can't seem to get over the fact that his ex, the love of his life, gave him the boot after catching him cheating. While he's been dating up a storm, gals are dumping him because of his bizarre bedroom habit. It seems the poor lug keeps a large portrait of his former wife hanging over the super king-size bed. One gal said it gave her goosebumps trying to make it with him while his ex was staring down. Now that says either Ethan Hawke or Bruce Willis. And I believe that's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> and I was going to say that could so easily just be Ethan Hawke. Hello. For sure. This is from Star Magazine and um, it's the first of a few blinds featuring this person. Which A-list actor is courting trouble with his latest close shaves? Not only did he recently bed a fun-loving teen queen, but he's risking ridicule because he's because his preference for going hairless below the belt made her stomach turn. And she's letting everyone know. Now, this is alleging that Bruce Willis, for a while, was sleeping with Lindsay Lohan. And apparently, Lindsay didn't like that Bruce shaved his pubes. This is going to be a weird episode, just so everybody knows. Which teen queen followed Duran Duran to the band's hotel room and then misbehaved with the tough guy actor? The hard-partying star demanded to use one of the band's rooms, where she was found with, quote, piles of coke and a well-known Hollywood bad boy. So that's alleging Lindsay Lohan was stepping out on Bruce Willis with Mark Wahlberg. Lindsay, fuck. We jumped to 2006. This is a blind from Janet Charlton. Here's an uncomfortable situation. The top actor had a reputation for being a heavy-duty party guy back when he was starting out. It was drugs, boobs, and babes every night. 
And then I say boobs. <laughs> I meant to say booze, but it's, I mean, I guess it works. Since then, he's settling down to a degree, but he still has an eye for young girls. He recently had a secret affair with a very popular underage actress who has a yin for older men. They met at a secret hideaway for sex, and that was all there was to it. After a year, it fizzled out. His first marriage produced a daughter who was now a teenager. Imagine his horror when his teen daughter started hanging out with his underage ex-girlfriend. Not only does his does he fear the actress is a bad influence on his little girl, but he's terrified that she will spill the beans on him and what they did together. So this is rumor becoming friends with Lindsay Lohan during the time that he was sleeping with Lindsay, allegedly. I feel bad for Rumor Willis. When Rumor, like, came on the scene, everyone made fun of how she looked to begin with. It was very much like, oh, you got Bruce's jeans, which I thought was so mean. But the fact Mm -hmm. that she's connected to Bruce, Demi, and Ashton, and was, like, best friends with Lindsay Lohan for a while, I can only imagine the shit that Rumor Willis has seen. Yes, her in particular, she was somebody that Perez Hilton really, like, just chose to make her life a living hell. Mm -hmm. Like, he was mean to everybody, but Rumor... He specifically had a lot of, like, disdain for calling her, like, potato head and shit, like, giving her that nickname and, like, really, 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 like, pushing the idea that she's just, like, so ugly and that it's okay to say that she's ugly all the time. Perez Hilton, I feel like he was awful to Rumor, Misha, and Lauren Conrad. Those were, like, his three. He was mean to everyone, like you said, but those three were, like, who he was after. The girls. He was always like particularly like young women. We're now in 2007, and this is from the 3 a.m. girls, and this blind item is actually the reason we decided to do a Bruce episode. Which Hollywood hard man got intimate with his award-winning co-star on their new movie? All he'll say is, quote, what happens on set stays on set, or in the hotel in his case. And that is Bruce Willis and Halle Berry. And this next one is also from Lainey Gossip. All ages in jonesing, free as a bird, fresh like a daisy, dating up a storm, but apparently not clean as a whistle, having abstained for nearly two decades. Shame. Currently dating a lucky young man, she can regularly be seen shoving her tongue down his throat in various public establishments. Curiously enough, she was also seen not too long ago shoving her tongue down the throat of another dude, a much older dude, perhaps even 20 years older draped around him at a party and there's nothing wrong with that more power to her for playing the field except that she was at the same time asking for drugs repeatedly alarming not only for the obvious but also because she had a dangerous relationship with them in the past and just because she's an adult now doesn't mean she'll fare any better than she did before can a former emancipated addict use recreationally without serious consequences for her sake we hope so so this is alleging that Drew Barrymore, um, if you guys remember when she was dating Justin Long and they would always do those like really public, like making out at the park and like, you know, him swinging her around and riding boats together and stuff. Um, but it's alleging that that's Drew being all over Bruce. That's crazy. I think everyone thinks this couple is happily married. After reading this, you might not be so sure. 
Just like Tom and Katie, this A-list couple has separate bedrooms. Unlike Tom and Katie, this couple actually gives the impression that their sex life is spectacular, which leads to speculation as to why they don't sleep in the same room and not even on the same floor. Well, maybe it has something to do with the fact that exes aren't always exes, and the wife enjoys spending some time every week or so with her ex. Often the ex arrives unannounced in the middle of the night, and to prevent an awkward situation, when the ex crawls into bed, our happy couple maintains separate bedrooms. So that's Demi and Ashton with the separate bedrooms, and Bruce showing up here and there to uh, to hang out with Demi. This A-list actor's daughter was recently spotted by dad making out with making out and groping some random guy in a corner of a bar. Dad went over and scared the guy off. Not to be outdone, the daughter got back at dad by repeatedly walking up to him and crying whenever he was engaging in conversation with another woman. That's funny. So that's a rumor being spiteful to her father. That's some shit I would do. <laughs> I love that. We're now in 2009, and this is from Gatecrasher. Which aging action star had a leisurely conversation with a young, hunky co-star on set, all while being pleasured by an extra? Allegedly, that's Bruce. And then the following blind, all for nothing. What former teen star wanted to get more adult roles so she slept with her best friend's well-connected dad? It didn't work. She's still struggling to be taken seriously as an accomplished actress. And that is Lindsay Lohan and Bruce Willis. This actor has been spending beyond his means forever. It's finally catching up to him. He recently sold off a couple of big ticket items and told friends that it was just because he felt like downsizing a bit. Not true. With all the creditors knocking at his door, he actually needed to raise some fast cash. If he is unable to land a cash-heavy role, he may be desperate enough to jump back into the genre that made him his fortune in the beginning of his career, which would actually be rather funny. I mean... He kind of did end up doing that, which is sad. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I think it was actually Bruce who came, or Bruce's family who came out and said that he did all those movies, like even the shitty ones, just to make sure his family was set for life because he knew he wasn't going to be able to do these movies. So it sucks that he had to do those shitty movies, but I think it's like shows you what kind of person he is if he wants to make all that money for his future for his family to have like a good future totally especially when you've done as much as him like at a certain point it's like do you really care if you have a handful of shitty movies on imdb like who really gives a fuck when you're bruce willis at this point good point this blind is from holy moly which famous 1980s couple now split up although both still independently massive used to get so frustrated with each other that the husband would flush his megastar's wife's head down the toilet now this says bruce willis and demi moore or sean penn and madonna and i gotta go with sean penn and madonna on that one yeah that's very very sean lord jesus this is from blind gossip and this is the last blind of 2009 which celebrity couple seems to be unclear on the concept of parenting a teenage child given that at least one member of the couple struggled with substance abuse in the past You would think that they would be extra vigilant with their own kids. Not so. The underage teen in question was spotted out last weekend at a party at 3 a.m. It's not like the parents don't know about it. One of them was actually there at the party earlier in the evening and had even kissed the child goodbye when they left at 2 a.m. I'm assuming that it would be Demi that was there. You know, Demi's going to get her own episode. 
<laughs> We're now in 2010, and this is from the New York Post, or in page six. Which action star was lying when he said recently he'd never done plastic surgery? The actor has obviously had his eyes done in the last year or two, judging by the way his crow's feet magically disappeared. And this was also from Blind Gossip. These two actors were a couple a long time ago. While they are back married to other people, their ties to each other are unbreakable. And they're always very nice to each other in public. Behind the scenes, though, it's a different story. She's remarkably insecure about her looks, and she still relies on him to prop up her fragile ego. He finds it hard to resist letting her cry on his shoulder sometimes. A couple of times, her tears have led to something, to some comforting, which led to some more in intimate physical contact, which led to some closeless comforting. While she does want to have a baby with her husband, he seems to be shooting blanks. So if she, if she turns up pregnant, we can all play a little guessing game as to the identity of the father, the kid's real father. I mean, Demi Moore ending up pregnant in 2010 would have been pretty wild. Sure. This B-list movie actor is a very good looking guy. Well, most people think he is. I think he looks like he takes steroids. Anyway, his celebutant wife is usually stuck to his side like glue. One day she wasn't, though, and he came home with the gift that keeps on giving. She will never leave him, though, because she worked and worked to get him to marry her after a string of other celebrity relationships did not quite get her to the altar. So that's Bruce Willis and Emma Hemming. This A-list actor ran to his favorite diner, but got there after they closed. The staff recognized him and opened the doors and fed him until his six-pack turned into a keg. Our older actor was was so happy he tipped each employee with a $100 bill for their troubles. So that's a kindness blind. Kindness. Bruce is kind. We're now in 2011, and this is from the National Enquirer. So it's got to be true. What former Hollywood action star has turned into a life coach for his ex-wife's new hubby? The former A-lister has been counseling the much younger actor about his rocky marriage in recent over-the-top public blunders. And that is Bruce trying to help Ashton out. I could see that. Mm -hmm. What former Hollywood couple's kids have rallied their famous dad to intervene in their mom's not-so-subtle deterioration? The children are worried sick that their celeb mom's personal problems have taken a bigger health toll than she's ready to admit. And they believe dad is the only one who can save her. And I remember, like, around this time, those photos coming out, like, of her partying with the girls, like, Demi just being fucking wasted, like, swinging her hair around at parties and shit with rumor. And it was very much giving Dina Lohan. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, wild to see her be so, like, you because know, Demi's always been really open about her addiction issues, but I don't know, I just, I've always viewed her as so A-list and, like, private. So to see her being so public and so fucked up was, like, wild. Like, Demi was on one for a while. <laughs> and that gave everyone so much, um, like, ammo for Ashton to be like, well, look it, she's crazy. Of course they're getting divorced. Yeah, for sure. This is from The Hollywood Dame. This action star has been labeled a huge pain to work with and known for throwing temper tantrums on set. When directors push him to portray something other than a hardcore hero, he will argue and whine before stomping off to his trailer, where he will refuse to come out until the director apologizes. Aw, Bruce doesn't like his feelings. Uh -huh. 
which young actress with movie star parents now divorced invited her troubled mom to see a rough cut of her latest film, only to be let down when mama didn't show up. The 20-something starlet called her dad to complain, and he just said, what do you expect? That's sad. This blind is from Blind Gossip. This famous actor has always come across as a good guy, a good husband, and a good father. It's hard to imagine him as anything but a good guy. Well, we have a little story that may dispel that notion. When he was married to this famous actress, he was not exactly faithful. When he traveled on business, he liked to pick up random women. He would go to a local bar, check out the women, and select one for the evening. His his woman of choice usually looked like Brigitte Nielsen in her prime, six feet tall with short blonde hair. Basically someone who looked like the exact opposite of his wife. When he took the girl back to his hotel room, he never wanted to have regular intercourse. It was all backdoor action for him. No, the fact that he was married with children at the time didn't seem to be a factor at all in his decision to have unprotected sex with a random stranger. Both he and his ex-wife have moved on, but we wonder if she knew about his constant cheating. We also wonder if he cheats on his current wife. Why? Because she doesn't look like Brigitte Nielsen either. So, and then in parentheses it just said, Bruce co-owned Planet Hollywood with Brigitte's ex, Sylvester Stallone. One of my favorite things about going to Planet Hollywood, even though I've only been, well, to like the Vegas Planet Hollywood. Yeah is that it's so stuck in time. Like, it's so stuck in, like, 1999. And it's, like, it's my dream. Like, it's all pictures of, like, Bruce Willis and Nicole Smith. Like, Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford. Like, and there's just pictures of Bruce everywhere playing saxophone and guitar. I love it. One of my favorite photo ops for any celebrity in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s was the... um handprints at planet hollywood they yeah. always mm-hmm. do handprints like i remember there was a justin and britney one that they did together yeah. and once you saw like young celebrities doing that you were like oh they're a big deal yeah like planet hollywood in the 90s was like iconic for sure truly iconic i would love a planet hollywood swishy jacket that they used to wear Oh, like a 90s, like those old bomber jackets. Mm -hmm. We would like to take a minute to let you know that this week's episode is sponsored by Factor. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. If you're too busy with summer plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well, with Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store, the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up to, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Speaking of warm weather, the last thing that I like doing when it's scalding hot outside is cooking in my apartment. I like I can't think of anything that I hate more and whenever I do I never want to eat the thing that I just cooked because I don't even have an attachment to it anymore I see it as trauma and the thing that I love about factor is that these meals actually taste really good they're seasoned I'm a seasoned snob I hate bland food it's not bland and it actually is like really easy to make 
Factor offers delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, protein plus. It's prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. And each meal has all the ingredients that you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. If you're looking to mix it up, you can even add protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Head to factormeals.com slash blinds50 and use code blinds50 to get 50% off. That's code blinds50 at factormeals.com slash blinds50 to get 50% off. This episode is also sponsored by OneSkin. Are you tired of cycling through the endless amount of treading skincare products that all claim to smooth wrinkles, firm skin, and give you a youthful glow, but don't really deliver results at the end of the bottle? Well, support for today's episode comes from OneSkin, founded by a team of four female PhD-level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. After testing thousands of peptides, they discovered OS1. The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target aged cells, the main source of skin's aging, and actually reduces the biological age of skin by several years. Their flagship product, OS1 Face, is clinically validated to improve firmness, fine lines, and overall tone and appearance. Unlike most skincare products on the market, One Skin works deeper than surface level and is designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. When you have healthier skin, you have better looking skin. Is your current skin regimen clinically proven to reverse the molecular age of your skin? If not, give One Skin a try and see the difference. So I've been using One Skin for probably a month now. I use it in the morning and at night. And I use it after I clean my face, do all of that. But I have really dry skin and it's actually been super helpful. I had this dry patch right where I wear my glasses and one skin has completely taken that away. I'm obsessed with it. It actually is like fragrance free. It dries really quick. So it's just, it's a great product to have if you don't have a moisturizer that does that stuff. I mean, I've tried all of them and this one has helped my skin more than any of those. So in a third-party 12-week clinical study, OS01 face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier and significantly decrease visible signs of aging, wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users, and firmness in 95.5%. Again, I've noticed that my skin's not as dry, so I love it. I'm obsessed with it. One Skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with groundbreaking approach. One Skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code BLINDS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code BLINDS. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. When we are now in 2013, what A-list mostly movie actor would be horrified to learn that his daughter has posed nude for a very famous photographer? I mean, dad would lose his shit. And it doesn't say the daughter, but... The assumption is that that would be Terry Richardson. For sure. And you can Google pictures of him and Rumor together. A few years ago, this actress made a very important decision. 
Apparently she chose correctly. Our actress used to be almost A-list. She was on a very hit, long-running, almost network show. She was always kind of the forgotten member of the cast because everyone else was always gunning for the press and publicity. Our actress just kept showing up and kept cashing all those paychecks. Well, the show ended and our actress found out that paychecks were going to be harder and harder to get. One day, she strolled into her gym and got into a conversation with the C-list celebrity who said her husband was working on a project and our celebrity was a huge fan and thought that her husband could also be a big fan and invited our actress over for dinner. Our actress went and just thought it was going to be dinner. It turns out to be a full court press by the celebrity wife and her A-list mostly movie actor husband with A-plus-list name recognition. Our actress got a little tipsy and decided what the hell and went through with a little adult fun. And the next thing she knew, she had a very high profile, very high paying gig. Well, fast forward to the gig. Our actress looks good and she knows it. And an A-plus list mostly movie actor who is married started hitting on her and made it clear that he wanted to be with her. Our actress turned him down, not because of him being married, but because she felt loyal to the guy that got her the job. So the actress being Charisma Carpenter, she was on the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer and also Angel. The C-list celebrity being Jennifer Flavin, the A-list husband being Sylvester Stallone, the gig was The Expendables, and the A-plus actor who hit on her, Bruce Willis. Sylvester and Bruce must run in like the same exact circles. (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine that they've like really seen a lot of debaucherous shit together. Pretty much any guy that's friends with Sylvester Stallone. Did you watch the Arnold documentary on Netflix? No. It was actually really good. I didn't expect to like it. And it's, there's a whole like half hour, 45 minutes, all about how Sylvester and Arnold hated each other. And we're always gunning for each other's roles. And I'm surprised Bruce Willis wasn't a part of that segment. Yeah. Well, he was never like, um... Bruce was never, like, like, Arnold and and Sylvester were, like, known for their bodies. Right. He wasn't Rambo. Yeah. Like, he was just an action star. He wasn't, like, a a bodybuilder. Mm. Mm -hmm. But, like, I just feel like Sylvester is always tied to such wild shit. Like, he's just, Sylvester has seen, like, when I think of, like, the 70s and I think of, like, old Hollywood, like, Coke and Studio 54 and meat coats and doing drugs off people's bodies i just think of sylvester definitely think of arnold being like i need 12 million orgasms a day or whatever he said this c-list actress who was only that high because of her a-list parents threw a fit on a show she was guesting on when she learned she would have to share a trailer with someone in her position she is lucky she got a trailer at all she refused to shoot until she had a trailer as large as the biggest star on the show. She had never even used the trailer. She wonders why people don't like to hire her. Well, her bad acting has something to do with it. That is, of course, rumor. We're now in 2015. This actress has celebrity offspring. She was once married to an A-plus list mostly movie actor and an A-list mostly television actor who makes bad movies. She still travels once or twice a year and still commands very, very high fees. So that is Demi Moore. (laughs) Kimberly Stewart in this A-list mostly movie actor who has been A-list for almost three decades has been hooking up. He's famous for action movies. Kimberly Stewart, like what an interesting famous person. 
Do you think she's ever pissed that like Kim Kardashian is the one who got super famous, not her? I um honestly it's happened to her twice because she had to deal with Paris and then Kim. And it's like, and it never happened for her. And like her family tried to do like a reality show, but it was too late. Like nobody cared about it was like 10 years after the motorcycle thing. Like, who cares now? Then she had a baby with Benicio del Toro, and everyone was like, wait what yeah but honestly though if i was like a famous person like her fame is so perfect because she's a nepo baby she'll be wealthy for the rest of her life and not have to really think about it people know who she is and Mm -hmm. she can like go places and get into things but like she's not being hounded by any means you know for sure she tried though she really did try and have a moment (laughs) she tried her damnedest I can give you look A or look B. I only have two looks. So pick one and let's film this piece of crap. The A plus list mostly movie actor on set of his new movie. That's kind of funny. He said, I've got a raspy voice and a raspy voice. Which one do you want? I'll knit my eyebrows together or I won't. Which one? Right. Never let it be said that an A list mostly movie actor who spends time at A list at A-plus list, is not willing to appear on a program that he hates. Stoned out of his mind, his celebrity kids probably love him for it. And that was Bruce uh, in his awkward Matt Lauer interview. Mm. Matt Lauer has had so many awkward things, I can't even keep up. So we are now in 2016. This A-plus list, mostly movie actor, just can't help himself. Despite being married to a much younger wife after years of being married to a fellow A-lister, he's cheating with someone even younger than his wife on the set of his new movie. The latest movie for this married A-plus-list action star, mostly movie actor, who was probably a permanent A-lister at this point, made almost literally zero dollars. Seriously, it was that awful and easily one of the worst films of all time and wasn't trying to be bad. Anyway, the actor doesn't care. He said that he did it almost for free just because he had been wanting to have sex with the sixth or seventh build actress ever since he saw her on his wife's Instagram feed. When he found out that she was doing the movie, he was all in. Apparently, he did achieve his goal of hooking up with her too. So that is the movie Martyrs, and it was Bruce and Kristen Ray Myers. Can't say I've heard of that one. Mm-mm. This blind is from The Gossip Life. You're going to be judging this A-list actor so much after this one gossipers. He's certified A-list, although he's long past his peak. We're going back to the mid-2000s during the height of this former A-list actress's career. She was young, dumb, and out of control. You know the one. Our A-list actor totally hooked up with her for some action. She was 18. He was in his 50s. That is low. And that is Bruce and Lindsay. We're now in 2017. This A-list mostly movie actor who was permanently A-list is married. He was once married to someone as very someone as famous as him. Anyway, he is filming a new movie and specifically wanted several actresses hired who live in other countries. He doesn't want them easy to find if he has sex with them. Maybe I'm just insane, but I, I if I was married to Bruce Willis and I was like sending him to movie sets for his job and he was surrounded by hot young actresses, and I know who Bruce Willis is. <laughs> the assumption that he wouldn't be trying to sleep with them, like, I, maybe I'm just a crazy person. 
No, I think this is very much don't make me look stupid, which we've said for so like we're almost done with his blind items. And I thought his blinds were going to be way crazier. Yeah. Like I expected Bruce fucking Willis to have some crazy blinds. That's what I think is so interesting about doing this. And like, um, it's funny because like sometimes we'll get comments on like a person's life being like, oh, I thought that like that episode was boring or like I thought that it would be blah, 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 or like more rotted. And like, we don't know really what they'll be until we pull them. And it's, I mean, it's not always shocking, but it's just as shocking when a person isn't terrible like when you not when you're not reading a million blinds about a man basically raping people it is shocking that they're like kind of normal by hollywood standards you know for sure i say the only ones that we're like aware of are like jared leto we were like this is gonna be bad like this is not gonna be good for anyone but like bruce willis I, i thought he'd have way more partying blinds and stuff like bruce willis as a cheater just a cheater is shocking to me exactly it's like you can kind of have a little uh, uh, it's a breath of fresh air if you will this permanent a-list mostly movie actor can be an asshole he has a very limited acting range and has made some very successful movies and of course has that long-running huge franchise they keep trying to churn out for new installments he used to be married to an a-lister i don't think the actor has ever for one second talked about any charities maybe in red carpet comments, of which I'm not aware, but I can't think of any. Each year, though, our actor writes several million dollars a year in checks, and a vast majority goes to funds helping first responders and their families when they go through a tragedy. Okay, kindness blind? It's funny when sometimes they they don't specify that it's a kindness blind, and you're like, wait a minute, this is nice. Like, halfway through, you're like, whoa. (laughs) This former A-list mostly movie actress has continued the trend of hooking up with each of her daughter's boyfriends. This has been going on for years. It is not an ongoing thing, but much more of a sporadic thing. It is still super creepy. Um, yeah, again, another thing that, by the way, we're in 2020, but a, a, another thing that's not shocking at all. Like, yeah, that's very to me. <laughs> It's been 12 hours and already this A-plus list mostly movie actor is trying to get this B-plus lit illiterate actress banned from ever working t- again after she called the actor out for sexually assaulting her. So that's January Jones and Bruce Willis. And in parentheses, it says January Jones did a drunk Instagram live and told a story about Bruce Willis being gross. Okay, that is very shitty. Yeah, and like, I, I don't know, I just... I don't think, even if it doesn't say in the blind items that Bruce Willis is, like, a womanizing pig, like, it's easy to assume that Bruce Willis is a womanizing pig. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. of course he is. This foreign-born athlete-turned-actress made a lot of bad decisions in her career, which saw her peak about A-minus list, but this one crushed her career. In one of her first films that made her a star, she hooked up with this A-list actor, Later, when she was down on her luck, she threatened to tell the world that they were now having an affair. He didn't give her the demands, and she hasn't managed to land anything since. So this is claiming that Bruce blacklisted Estella Warren. This A-plus list, mostly movie actor, who has had decade-long franchise, recently took an online anti-vax course that he paid $500 to attend. Oh, the 2020 blind items. 
Also, what do you mean like an anti-vax course? So you could like Wait, fight like, people? What? So it gives you like ammunition to fight people? <laughs> oh, God. So now in 2022, this permanent A-list mostly movie actress who has the highest paid actress for a long time used to hook up with this A-list mostly movie actor who was best known for that long-running action movie franchise. So this is a legend that Bruce Willis used to hook up with Julia Roberts. I could see that. Okay. Yeah, I can see that too, for sure. So we're now in 2023, and this is the final blind of the Bruce episode. The wife of this former A-plus list, mostly movie actor, is living with another man, and that's alleging that Emma Willis is no longer living with Bruce, which, if true, is very sad considering what he's going through. Yeah. Um, That was a little surprising. Yeah, I really thought Bruce was going to have, like, some crazy shit. I thought that they would have... I know that Demi is going to have absolutely fucking insane blinds because I've read some of them, and, like, a lot of them really stuck with me. But I thought that Bruce would be as crazy, if not more, because it's Bruce. I'm a little shocked by that. But, again, like I said, just because it didn't say it in the blinds, like... We, you know that Bruce Willis is a fucking pig when it comes to women. My God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, any of the actors from that time, I think you would say that. I know that Arnold, Arnold brought it up during his documentary. And I was actually surprised that he like owned it. I was like, ooh. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think any actor in general has probably been like that. Not saying it's okay. No. Not saying it's good or anything. But I don't think you need to be told an actor is womanizing. <laughs> yeah, especially somebody as famous as him who's been famous as long. It's like, hello, duh. Right. My God. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to kind of like go down the 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 Willis family. And like I said, I know Demi's blinds are like really, really, really crazy. And I know that we read a few of them, but like, I don't know, I wanted to skip some of the rumor blinds and like ones about his kids because they deserve their own episodes like they have really been put through it and rumor willis deserves a conversation and rumors popped up in so many of our episodes that we've done so i'm excited to to hear more about her she's like very like ireland baldwin to me Mm -hmm. i'm most excited for demi and i'm i'm like i said i'm listening to demi's book right now and i'm like halfway through it and it's just so oh it's so good her voice is so incredible reading this book and it's just so like vulnerable and I don't know some celebrity memoirs you can tell that like they didn't really like it's not in their voice because they didn't write it mm-hmm. and I know you know they always have ghostwriters that's like a normal thing but this feels like it's really in her voice like it really feels like her so listen to it if you haven't and prepare for our Demi episode that I'm sure will be coming at some point soon so I do have to ask, you know, is Bruce rotted? Just on principle, sure. Yeah. I think everyone in Hollywood is. Yeah. Bruce Willis has to, come on. Bruce Willis is for sure. Um, I have a, a special place in my heart for him. You know, it, and that is what it is. I can't help myself. I grew up watching Bruce Willis movies, but I know that that man is rotted. Come on now. <laughs> come on. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you for, you know, leaving reviews. And we're excited to be able to, to dive more into pop culture and hopefully add some video elements to the podcast. So we do listen. Just sometimes it takes us a little bit to to really hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be fun to be able to expand more and, like, give you guys more content. It's just, honestly, it's just more content, more stuff to listen to. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.